Blog Talk Radio. Cosby thing ain't over, they still coming for Bill Best 
flick straight out of Compton. The movie was ill. Beef for the year would have to be Drake and Meek Mill. And I remember when them two dudes was friends. Drake got him with the bars, but the memes did it, man. You can't win on the internet. And that's the facts. After that, the whole world was singing back to back. Bieber dropped the hit and got back on track, bro. Y'all look so whack in them flat cowboy hats and raving comments. Had me crying, I'm like, Raven, why you lying? A lot of hope when the Pope came through the hood And Nikki called out shorty like Molly was good 50 and Ross found a way to collide Lamar Odom did too much, man, he almost died And y'all gonna have to prove it Social media where you can say you praying But you don't actually do it And shout to the little kid that made that clock Be thankful they ain't trying to kill you at a traffic stop And that chick in Kentucky had a by vex Wouldn't approve of marriages They had the same sex Divorced four times Three different guys, I'm thinking, damn, why you ain't try the other side? Let him and left, deflate gate on the scene, two things to get you sick, Chipotle and Charlie Sheen. Ice is still here trying to take our freedom, and everybody's singing about their hotline blinging. Adele said hello, and Kobe said goodbye, and y'all lost your damn mind over Patty LaBelle pies. Back to the future day? Yeah, that was a trip. Oh, you want Kylie's lips? Watch out a little bit, and I'm dabbing right now since the world is watching what they say. You do what you want when you're popping. Steph couldn't miss, Ronda ate that kick. Y'all went from saying fleek to saying everything's lit. And rappers making wrap-ups, yeah, y'all funny. You ain't got the antidote, so bitch have my money. And Jared from Subway, coming for kids. And they ain't swallowing footlongs for 15 years. They redid the Wiz, Amy Schumer got big. Kim and Ye had Lil Saint, bro, listen to the kids. These random attacks, gotta change something. Cause every other day somebody dying over nothing. Just love whoever you come across. A big R.I.P. to everybody we lost. Celebrate life and just live, my friend. Ask Callie, cause they don't really wanna see us win. Mad skills reporting live from the scene, and that's the wrap up. Welcome to 2016. Definitely in the building. We're about to wrap this year up in five, four, three, two, one. Whoa! Hey, yo, Reese. I want niggas to ride it right in their car to this. I want them to play it in the club too, you heard? Whoa! Drake won that rap battle versus Meek Millie. Besides the battle, Meek still winning cause he got Nicky. Pee Wee put bullet holes in Wayne tour bus. Baby was like, damn, I hope he don't tell on all of us. <laughs> Reeby let Travis Scott get in her pants. If that weird nigga can hit it, I know I got a chance. Niggas still yelling out free GS9. Bobby Smurdy got denied bail for the sixth time. Rebound. Lamar Odom almost lost his life. Matt Boss caught Derek Fisher fuck around with his wife. Lamar Odom smoked crack. Chloe and James Harden, Dane, her and Prince broke up, now he fucking annihilated. Kanye and Kim just had another baby. Oh, we rock with them Yeezys, but his clothes is crazy. Too many hoes in them. Tiger fucking with Kylie Jenner. Her rumors about him fucking with some tranny nigga. Bruce Jenner, a tranny nigga. Kendrick got nominated for the most Grammys, nigga. Drake got nominated for a record dissing me. Adele sold three million her first week. Hello. 50 still beefing with Diddy and Rose. Bitch, I was beefing with Floyd, took her first loss. Stitches at the club waiting for game to come out. Walked up on games and got knocked the fuck out. You got knocked the fuck out. You know what I Yeah, I know you know what I Crazy, that's crazy. Crazy, shit crazy. Police still killing our people, we gotta suggest it. 
Rest in peace, Chinks, can't believe he ain't here We miss him Man, DC got hit with eight years okay. I did a record with Future, now nigga poppin' We went from Smurda dancing to Millie Rocket Pacquiao couldn't get around Floyd Jack no. Migos and Bow Wow beefing over the dead Ross called baby out cause Wayne ain't paid Dang. His baby mom 250, she tryna get paid Woo. Charlie seen fucking bitches, he giving them A's They took Slim Jesus' mic when he was on stage He saw he talked tougher than hurting nobody Shook drove a nigga over, he knocked for a body broke Nicky stepped to Miley Cyrus Bailed the brother out for a hundred thousand For break, they would've killed him on Rackin' Salad Jay-Z signed money in balance Floyd retired, Kobe about to do the same His knees is finished, he ain't got no more games People like Uncle Murder and Soul and me We found out Vivica can eat the booty like groceries Straight out of Compton, lift the big screen up A retarded kid had his off saying these nuts Wealth in the grave God, them shit was crazy Chris Brown found out he had a baby Fetty Wap and Masika about to have a baby Lil Dirk got days love dressing like a lady Thank you Steve Harvey funny as shit Back. On live TV he the wrong chick <laughs> You heard what happened? Yeah, I know you heard what happened Crazy, that's crazy Crazy, shit crazy Over Wayne, gay beefing with Young Thug yeah. Baby had niggas throw bottles at Wayne in the club like damn, where's the love? Bobby Christina found face down in the tub. Her boyfriend did it. Rest in peace, Lil Whitney. Boosie had to get cancer, taking out his kidney. Get well. Rugs, hold your head. Rest in peace to your brother. Send my condolences to you and your mother. 50 got power, looking like the new wire. Meanwhile, the raise is going down on Empire. Back. On Flex Countdown, I had the top spot. DJ Self on Love and Hip Hop. With Cardi B. Donald Trump making racist remarks. Salute the fair con on the million man mark. Ayy, El Chapo broke out of jail. It feels good seeing the system taking the L. Meek and Wale beefing again. Yeah. Not even Ross can get them to start speaking again. No. Black said fuck Drake and they caught it on tape. You see the seats expressing on some nigga face. Ah. Drake got chicks realizing they wifey niggas. Quentin Miller writing for niggas. Woo. That cop that raped them girls cried in court. Good for him. Not cause he was sorry cause he got caught.
Bodega Fresh Radio. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for checking in on me. It's your girl, Nadine. It's 2016. <laughs> and it's day number three of this new year already. So I would have to say time is moving pretty fast already. So I hope you guys are out there. You set your goals. You got your resolutions going. You're ready to lose that weight. You're ready to set that goal. You're ready to leave your mark. You're ready to escalate to another level, of course. It's all in the plan, and it's all in the goal and what you see for yourself. And always remember, attraction can bring you what you do or do not want. Your thoughts can turn into actual life events. So be careful how you think. Be careful how you roll and view people. Always keep mind of what you view yourself as, and your goals will be set. Trust and believe it, because here I am on the radio talking to you, and I'm already living how I view myself living, bringing you the most awesome creative artists that life has to offer that I view on a regular basis throughout my life in New York City. So, of course, today's guest is, is also a phenomenal artist as well in his own right. He's a lyricist. He's an MC. He's also an activist in hip-hop. He has this great uh, movement great mind called um, Lyrical Minded, where basically he's really letting you know about lyricism, how important lyricism is to hip-hop, of course. He himself has his own EP out called The Awakening, so you guys got to get that. Raekwon is on there. The late, great Sean Price is on there. But you know what? I'm going to let him talk about it. I'm going to bring him in right now. He's on the line. It's none other than you guys, Napoleon, the legend. Thanks for coming on to the show, Napoleon. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me, yo. It's my pleasure. Definitely, definitely. Um, I've been, you know, I follow you on Facebook, and I've been seeing you do some shows and, and, you know, really, you know, putting your stamp out here in New York. But what I'm really fascinated by is really, like, your your, um, journey here. So I really want to start from, you know, you were born in Paris to um, African immigrant parents, I'd like to start from there because that's that's a really interesting journey. You were born in Paris, but you didn't stay there too long. Do you remember no, being in Paris? Oh, yeah, definitely I, I do. I mean, my, my earliest childhood memories, just uh, growing up and, uh, you know, going to some sort of like kindergarten or pre-K, something like that. I still have memories of that. And, uh, you know, I remember the apartment, like, it was like, uh, like, you know, a real smart apartment, a modest apartment in Paris. And, um, sometimes, like, you know, I even remember going back home to, to Comoros, where my parents were from, back when I was at, at that age. I just, my, my, I, I just remembered, like, the day in early morning when I was woken up by my mother, and it was like, time to go and I didn't really realize where we were going. We were hopping on a plane and we were actually coming to America. So we went to Washington, D.C. And it was kind of like crazy because you know, I was like you know, around four years old at the time and you know, it was it, it was kind of crazy to process. It was like going to, to like a like another planet or something like that. Yeah, like taking off on this like yep. fantastic journey really at, at that age. You know? Yeah. So you're in D.C. Did you grow up in Lee? Something from that point? Well, well, 
D.C. and Maryland, like mostly Maryland area, like I've been around, you know, Montgomery County, Maryland, D.C. County, Maryland, and that area. But it's like real close to D.C., so I was always there. And, you know, at some point, you know, when, you know, after, you know, after a while, you know, my parents split up and they both went their separate ways. My father went to Ivory Coast. My mom, she went back to France. And, uh, wow. you know, I was always staying in D.C., Northwest D.C. I had kind of like a, like my second family out there, you know what I mean? A Cameroonian family where I, w- I would stay there a lot, too. So I was always bouncing okay. around. So I- I've been in all that, all these areas. So that's like considered the, the DMV area, right? Yes, it's like a yes, mix it is. of like the whole area. So, I mean, your parents splitting at that age, I mean, it sounds young, but... You know, it seems like, you know, them parting and then leaving you there, which, which was your decision, was there, like, a bit of a struggle to, like, you know, f- you know, find your footing once they left? Well, mm, I didn't see it like a struggle because I, I was probably, like, 16 years old, and I was, like, I was already, I, I kind of felt like I grew up there, you know what I mean? Like, the, you know, the... American language became obviously native to me. I had my friends. I had kind of like my life over here. And even back then, I had aspirations. I always considered myself privileged to be able to be in America because often when, you know, here and there, we would go visit, like go to Comora. So, you know, they, mm-hmm. they would visit, you know, the, 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 their, their parents and, and, and the family. And I would have another outlook on how what life was because the lifestyle over there was like third world. It's totally different, mm-hmm. you know. Like I was to, gonna ask you, you know? like that must be just a whole different culture shock because you know uh, you guys. He's from the Comoros Islands originally, where his parents are from, which is in East Africa part of the continent. So, what what is that lifestyle like there? Well. Back then, and then it's changing a lot, you know what I mean? But it's still, it's a tropical island, so it's kind of like you could equate it to maybe going to, like, a poor version of Jamaica or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like an like, island, tropical life. Um, you know, the house is made of, like, you know, cement. I remember my grandmother had, you know, like uh, like a chick chickens in the back. You know, we had a goat. You know what I mean? It was like that type. We used to you take the showers in a big bucket, and, right. and and you would take like a tin can to put the water on top of yourself. You mix it with boiling water to make it hot. You know what I mean? Things like that. Wow. It was it was wow. a different, you know, it was, it was really a different lifestyle, and I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Because. But it just gave me a different perspective from if I had just been just seeing big cities. Because growing up in Paris, Paris is like almost the equivalent of like New York. You know, it's like the big cities, like being in London, Paris, New York, these big type cities. It's like it gave me another outlook on what life was. And being there, even when I was going back to France too, because you have to go to France to go to Comoros. And I would see some of my other cousins and stuff that lived in France because a lot of my my folks' family migrated to France too. I would see how much they kind of envied, you know, the American lifestyle because everybody around the world is fascinated by Hollywood. It's fascinated by the music, you know, that back then it's like all of the pop stars, the, the hip-hop stars, they're fascinated by that life. And 
<laughs> when it was a choice, I had to make a choice whether to stay here or go back either to Africa or my dad or France or my mom's. I decided to stay because I just realized that the opportunity was huge for me yeah. in America to do certain things. And it was just my choice. And I fell in love with the music. I wanted to pursue that. Yeah, and that that obviously was definitely a calling. Now, you said you got acclimated to the language. What other languages do you speak? Well, yeah, in the house, we would speak um, mostly mostly French, which, you know, I, you know I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And um, there's also Comorian, which is like mostly Swahili, which, you know, I, mean, I don't really speak no more, but, you know, I understand terms here and there, you know. But when I was younger, you know, I was I was conversational in it. But by this time, man, I I'm too I, I was too far detached from it to to recall it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you find it. I find it anyway. I you have to be fascinated that you know here you are in America and you you do speak English, but you also have this other language that you could just burst into at any point in time. I, I just always find that very interesting about this. Well, it, it's cool. And, and, and like, in a way, it kind of helps me. It kind of helps me have my little, um, a, a little signature and, and, and a difference, a, dis, a distinct sound when I, when I rhyme, because since I could think and I could formulate words in another language, it makes me look at words altogether in a different type of way. It's kind of hard to explain, but it just gives me like a little bit of a of a little of a little flavor that you wouldn't hear because if you you know, you hear me talk like obviously, you know, I'm 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 fluent in English. I've been talking it all my life. I think in my head in English. But there's just little elements that that that, that gives my style a distinct a distinct type of flair because of that. Yeah, and you would no one would know unless they read your bio that you you know weren't originally from like this New York area. You sound straight like you're from Brooklyn or yeah. right out here in New York. You, you don't sound <laughs> like you came over here from Paris or anything like that. But you you did grow up here for a while, so you're in DC now. You know, um, you're 16. Your parents have gone, you're on a different journey. When did you, you know, when did you realize that you wanted to be an MC? Well, I think either, like, I'm not sure if I was, what age, it'd be probably between the age of 14 and 16. And, um, you know, the school I was going to, I'd seen my friends do it. My boy Matador, I would go, I would go to his, to his crib, to his parents' house. Uh, where his cousin Scotty was living, we we were real good friends, and I would go in the basement and see him like record on four tracks mm-hmm. and instrumentals, and I was it just kind of wowed me because not only did I discover hip hop while I was here, listening to the radio, watching you know BET, watching MTV back then when they still had hip hop, and right. I fell in love with it. And when I seen somebody do it, I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Because prior to that, I've never, I've been around anybody recording or anything like that. You know what I mean? I, it was kind of foreign to me. Like, m- my, my my father was deep into music, but it's just, just the sound. Like, music was always playing at the house. We always had records. We always had different things that I would hear. But I've never been around, like, a musician or anything like that or somebody rapping 
with somebody right. doing anything of that nature. So that kind of blew my mind. Like, damn, you could do that? And I, one of my boys uh, gave me a karaoke, an old karaoke machine. I would just go to the store, cop a little instrumental, and just start the rhyme. And from then, I was just hooked. I just loved doing it. You know, when you love doing something, it's like you know you love it when you don't see the time pass by. And, right. you know, by the time it's like you got to go to school the next day and you got your mom yelling at you because it's, you know, one o'clock in the morning and you rapping downstairs. And it's just yeah. like that. that's when you know, like, oh, man, I forgot I even had school because you're so much into it. And I realized that I really love this. Mm. It's 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 a uh, I I saw an interview you did too. You you said you you fell in love with it. You didn't know it was like any kind of movement per se, or that it was even a culture. You were just like in love with the music, and yeah. and at that time too, the era that you're talking about when you know they were showing videos on MTV and on on TV. Period. Um, it was it was like pretty much a, this this crazy movement it's like everything that was coming out even was just like real hot and that was like with hip-hop and even r&b at the time you know everything Mm -hmm. that we saw made us like i don't know this was like this thing that was our thing like our culture this this crazy movement so i could only imagine you you know being in that basement and, you know, visualizing the things that you said. One of the things that people say about you is that as a lyricist, it's extremely visual. And I've, I've you know, been listening to some of your things. Of course, um, uh, there's things from The Awakening. That's that's really all I've been listening to. And, um, like, Dancing in the Rain was pretty vivid. You know, when I first heard Dancing in the Rain, I was like, damn, it's pretty rough. But then I realized, oh, okay. This is just a relationship that didn't go in the right direction, you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, you know, Oxygen with Raekwon, and, and, you know, you have also something with um, with uh, the legend himself, um, rest in peace, Sean Price. All these uh, different people that are, are on, on your music. How did it, you know, escalate to that point? You're, you're becoming an MC, and even like, how did you get to New York? Like, what was your journey from there? Well, you know, when you were talking about me, just sounding like I'm from New York, I was learning the English language, you know, coming up here, you know, and I was a lot of the what taught me English, apart from class, was television and music so I was learning all these raps by heart I was listening to Wu-Tang listening to Tribe Called Quest Buster Rhymes you name it and um, I guess it influences influenced like a lot the way I learned the language and the way I spoke and everything and then I started going to New York a lot I was going to New York all the time back and forth back and forth I used to go me and my boys used to just drive up there and look to make things happen, like without without a plan, just like you know, maybe like a tape with with the music or a CD or whatever. I don't remember. And just go somewhere and just land at Fat Beat, start talking to people, cipher, and things like that. And um, it got to a point where I realized that my 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 biggest chances to to do it the way I wanted to do it. I never seen seen it as a hobby. I, I was really always serious about it, and it came to a point where I'm like, I could really do this like 
for real. Like, I can make this my livelihood. I don't have to, like, you know, have a job. Like, th this could be what, this is, could be my, my career, my job. And um, I always understood that every time I laid something down, it was there forever. It's like, so it's like a, that investment in time is like, it, that, that, that time I put in is an investment in myself. And I had a conversation with somebody and they mentioned that I should have been, I should be in New York. And it just clicked with me that, yeah, that that's the place I got to be at. So at that point, I had to make a decision. How am I going to make get, get to New York? And, you know, through a friend of the friend, you know, she let me stay at her crib. You know what I mean? I was, you know, sliding a little bit of money. I came, mm -hmm. I came up to New York and things just, you know, it was a little rough at the beginning. Like anything else, like not only moving to New York, it's kind of like, really moving is like a culture shock because of everything is expensive everything is moves faster everybody's on a on their hustle and bustle but after a while it, it kind of like yeah that's the right move for me i was like it's a city that moves at my speed i gotta be here and right. quickly i realized that things were happening for me already when i was coming to new york i would make a lot of things happen like i met uh, crazy I came through a spitting in the whip yeah. show that I did that mm -hmm. show that episode I did ended up on BET and um, so that gave me a lot of a, like a big boost and then he wanted to do a project with an MC and I, I ended up doing one with him a mixtape mm -hmm. we shot videos so we started getting out there meeting people shooting videos and it was like a snowball effect just but me being on like on hand that means I could be at the party if it's going on on Tuesday evening. I don't have to wait for a weekend or plan a trip to New York when something is going on. I'm on hand. I'm on. I'm on location, and you meet so many more people. And from that point, things kind of, things kind of started looking up for me music-wise. Yeah, definitely. And and um, you're also part of um, the dysfunctional family movement as well. Um, based out of Brooklyn and your DJ's um, crazy DJ Bizarro uh, shout yeah. out to Bizarro a good good brother and you know when you when you see these things starting to take effect I know you thought to yourself like I made definitely the right move because one thing stumbles into another so your motivation must you know always keep keep um, movement and keep moving forward so you must have thought this is just exactly where I needed to be and that was just like a really great move yeah definitely I mean I, when when all these things started to happen I started meeting the right people I started being recognized by my talent I felt I felt for a while in, in, in the D.C. area that I wasn't really recognized for my talent yeah I had pockets of people that knew who I was and mm -hmm. but it was you know struggle for me getting a show or being you know you know, having a, a known producer from that area in D.C. wanting to work with me. It's like, things weren't really clicking out there. I don't know what it was, uh, but being in New York, things started to click almost right away for me. And um, my goal was to be in the mix. I wanted to be, like, if I want to do hip-hop, if I want to rap, if I want to make it as an artist who, who raps, I have to be around with a... a the scene is at where the best rappers is at and that's exactly what I did and I felt it you know when you go to when, when I went to these real shows that 
you know, it's mostly the the people that are in the scene and the know that are in these shows. I was like, wow, the level out here is like, it's a lot of talent. It's a lot of cats that's doing a thing. And it, it was like, I had to yeah. step my game up to the plate. So it made me that much better just being around that that environment. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope, you guys. It's Bodega Fresh, your girl Nadine. My guest tonight is Napoleon, the legend. Napoleon, we're going to get into one of your songs, and that's going to segue into um, my next question. It's Wise Man featuring the legendary Sean Price, y'all. Bodega Fresh will be right back. the hell y'all talking about out there? You ain't saying nothing that's gonna change my life. Listen. Oh. Shit. Who's the best rapper to ever live? Answer the question, care the lesson is. It's not more than a second and a lesson is. Prolific rap Olympic. Standing on the Olympics. This is another guy so compared in the town you listen. You can lift it, you can lift it. So feel my vision. Only built for you, but thinks the game is close, so who can fix it? Told a fellow mamo. Travel with ammo, ammo. We throw my yellow mellow kids. You didn't get the memo. Megalithic, second genesis. I used to dig it. Fly on my Pegasus. Spit on the face of biggest Check how I make my entrance Money be making interest Run me a freak that be burning over and taking interest Hip-hop is never dying You should go to hell for lying Labels present me slave contracts I'm never signing Poets the residency Gotta respect the MC I got my brethren and their president To represent me Words from the wise man You should look at lies like that Realize the honest Get your mind back Words from the wise man They tell the lies, my friend The five minutes on the rise It's where the line ends Words from the wise man You should live your lives like that Realize your common sense Get your mind back Words from the wise man They tell the lies, my friend The five minutes on the rise It's where the line ends Abracadabra I stab a rapper fast with my dagger With every line of his rhyme is whining Down in a swagger I'm the master A pee without the tank on my neck My crook's strong Look wrong They be shaking your neck Mind of a master I'm mind your mind, your mind doesn't matter I stab it, your mind with the non-design Who can find it in backwards I fuck up your life, fuck your whole situation I race to fuck you up for thinking that a nigga Haitian You stay staying smoking and thinking like Fred Ocean Looking for a funeral, tastes like a urinal Who's a true gorilla, huh? I'm a luchador Step in your blue shoes while I'm looting your door I get wild, wild with doors Zob, zog, and bore I wild out on doors like blue shoes and yellow feet I'm the best rapper you ever heard You hear it broke So you ain't hearing the word Real words from the wise man You should look your lives like that Realize the common sense Get your mind back Words from the wise man They tell the lies, my friend The five tennis on the rise It's where the line ends Words from the wise man You should look your lives like that Realize the common sense Get your mind back Words from the wise man They tell the lies, my friend The five tennis on the rise It's where the line ends this is a mission, bro. No competition, Paul. The signatures, no one to sign your acquisition, Paul. You ain't occupying nothing. And plus, your mind's corrupted. This guy's suspect at the bar with $30 frontin'. Thinking these album numbers on Twitter accounts you bluffin'. How's it feel to tell your mom you ain't a mouth for nothing? I'll be your motivation. I'ma show you how to lace it. 
Just like a pair of Jordans that kinda had no relation But that's besides the issue just to make a rock continue Rapid time and judge the common just like baby mama issues This proposition fam, I'm about to hit the ceiling fam I can contaminate an ocean with a milligram None of y'all going ham, all you rappers make it spin Y'all cats can't even touch me even if you shake your hand Napoleon in the legend, in case you forgot the name I got nothing to lose, I got a lot to gain Y'all, Bodega Fresh, that was Wise Men by Napoleon the Legend featuring Sean Price. Man, um, what can I say about this? Uh, how did you even, well, I had to say that you probably segue into me and all of Duck Down through Dysfunctional Family, but I definitely want to find out, like, how did that connection happen? Well, Honestly, no, actually what happened is I, I had that song with Sean Price before I even joined the dysfunctional family. So I, I was already moving. I already had a song with Sean Price and Ray Kwan at that point. When I got to New York, uh, I had met a few a few uh few MCs and uh managers at uh Goblin Studio and uh they hooked that up for me and uh they just say, yo, now, now Sean Price would be down to do a feature. And I was like, oh, wow. So immediately I cooked up that joint, you know, made sure. I wanted to make it easy for him, so I made the, the verses and the hook. So all he had to do is, like, you know, get into the vibe and do his part. Went to P.S. Cutting's house. He was already, he already had his whole joint written. He was recording. And I was just mm-hmm. blown away. And I'm just so happy that I was able to work with him. And he was so gracious and we shot a crazy video too and he was so open minded to doing it because it was kinda out there and that the whole concept. And uh, you know, rest in peace to him and, and his legacy and, and Bernadette, shout out to her and and, and the and his family. And um he was just an all around good dude, man. And I so much appreciated the fact that that he he, he gave me a chance and uh, one of the last things he said to me was like probably a week or two before he died is that yo Napoleon you really earned my respect and respect is not given it's earned because at the time when I got on the joint with you you know I was feeling the vibe and I, I you know I loved the joint but I didn't really know what you was about but he saw that the grind kept going and then he was like yo you really earned it and I appreciated those words yeah I mean it's really uh and also the video is really dope and you you know, you get to have and see Sean Price basically at kind of like his best where he's, you know, in that mode where he goes into character. And, you know, there was a scene that was a scene from Reservoir Dogs. And it's just dope that, you know, to see it is true hip hop fashion, the whole video, you know, from beginning to end. But, I mean, you know, for him to say that to you and knowing, you know, how people kind of view hip hop now. How do you feel about where hip hop is now? Well, it, it, it depends. It's uh, the mainstream is taking it one direction. Hip hop has always been ever since it started, and you know, always will be because there's always the culture always being preserved. Is all of us are doing hip hop? You you are covering hip hop. That means it's still alive. I'm doing hip hop. You know, there's Zulu Nation. There's 
whole bunch of MCs that you never hear about that are still doing it at a high level. When it comes to the mainstream, uh, it just there's, there's not there's not a lot of variety on the mainstream. A lot, a lot of it is uh, predominantly, you know, trap style music and a hybrid of other things. And you know, it is what it is. It's gonna run its course, and you know, after that, there's gonna be something else. The hip hop in itself is always gonna remain. I think it's it's time for people. Uh, with the internet and knowing what's going on with all this streaming and all these things like that, just to realize that, you know, they, it, they they have access to the music. They just have to make just a little bit more effort to find it. It's not even like back in the day when you had to actually go digging. You you could just right. go online and search on YouTube, search on Spotify, and uh, those things are here to stay. So you could be mad at Spotify, Apple Music. Those things are not going nowhere. So exactly. find your music there. The hip hop is there. I mean, I'm 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 rapping. I mean, you know, yeah. the boot camp click is rapping. All the people that exactly. you know, list are still rapping and dudes are still rapping. So it's it's going great. I mean, you I met you for the first time at a Genesis B show and right. you know and, and she was doing poly trap. I mean she was taking exactly. trap trap music to talking about some real real lyrics, mm-hmm. real She's flipping stuff. It. Yeah, and I, I met so, her and know of her through Manny Faces, who's also yeah. like just a political soldier for hip hop. I mean, he's he's phenomenal as well. So you're you're definitely 100 percent accurate about that answer. Hip hop is hip hop is to me stronger than it's ever been. Like yeah. it's so many dope MCs, extreme lyricists, and they're putting music and putting uh, extreme work into their creativity, and it's 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 so many artists doing so many great things. And then one thing I definitely wanted to you know bring to the forefront with you is how you took it upon yourself um, to um, do lyrical minded mimes, which is it, which is another movement within itself. It seemed like what made you do lyrical minded? Tell people about what that movement's all about. Well, it came. It came out. It wasn't a premeditated move. What, what I did, somebody had uh, had showed me how to put together uh, memes. Which memes, for those who might not know, is just when you go online on Facebook or Instagram, you see a lot of pictures with words on it, and it might be Will Smith and a saying, a quote, or it might be something funny. Like if Denzel is at the boxing looking crazy, they're gonna have this picture and you know put some sort of quote on it, like and. Those I realized those are really popular with people because the attention span is so low and people want things super fast. It's like comedy right now is like people doing 15 second Vine skits or Instagram skits and and are like building their name through doing that. We, you just have to be creative in a different way with the way technology is changing. You have to like be able to package your things in a certain way so people could could could. You know, so it could be palatable. People could take it in, and then once they become a fan, you could do a whole bunch of other things. They'll get into your music, your shows, whatever, your merch. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to do pictures of myself, and at the, the time I had a project with Be Bad THP, we did like a hybrid, you know, rap R&B style, style project, and I wanted to put our faces and lyrics next to them, so people could be like, oh get a little excerpt like oh this is a nice rhyme maybe I'm gonna check out the music what I started doing was like I started getting pretty good at it I started asking my friends to 
send me some of your lyrics in a picture. And I, I put it together and I put it up on my sites, on my timelines. And I started doing a whole bunch of people. And then I started doing legends and famous people. And it finally got to a point where uh, uh, the guys that, uh, fellas at Boom Bap Nation, the cell and rule hit me up like, yo, we love it. And came up, the cell came up with the idea lyrical minded. And I was like, yo, that's it. And he's like, yo, you, they have a great website called Boom Bap Nation and uh, a, a huge following. And we teamed up, created a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and we started doing memes. And then we added music to them, like 20 second snippets. So the same idea where now, like, there, there's a lot of, like, it's just snippets of songs that will remind you of, of a song or a new song where you could read the lyrics and you could hear them at the same time. And the idea behind it is to get people to remember these things or to get people to discover new songs. They might not know about this artist, but they, they read the lyrics and they, they hear the song. It get them into thinking like, okay, these guys actually put time in their wordplay and what they're saying. And right. that's all I do with my art, so I, I, it was only right for me to showcase that as a whole. And like, and it's, it's really crazy. Bringing, it's like, been crazy. Whole, yeah, it's been crazy, definitely, because it also brings attention to lyricism, which you know, yep. some people, if you're not, if you're not following hip hop from a different angle outside of the mainstream, you'll think lyricism is a lost is a lost art, but it's not. I mean, again, like. On the level where you are, lyricism is everything, you know. So you yep. brought attention back to that whole era of when, you know, other KRS-One or Big Daddy came or LL. Or at that at that point, you know, when you started putting the legends in, people were really like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? And, yep. it's, and it's really dope. Like, you take a verse from... From one of their from one of their rhymes, and then and then you'll put their face, and you know it's like a continuous stream of different you know lyricists doing their thing, and it's it's definitely I'm sure you didn't think it was gonna you know take this turn, but it's a beautiful thing to see you doing what you do for hip hop and and doing it for the love of it. And that's been you know, beautiful. I, I, yeah, it's definitely like I, I went I had a show last week in Scranton. Uh, I had a show with Little Cease. And when I finished my set, a few, few people came and talked to me. And one dude in Scranton, PA, which is like over like two hours, two hours from New York. And I was like, yo, I love what you're doing with the lyrical minded. I'm like, damn, people are really taking notice. And it's like, we just started the site. It has over 6,000 likes. And it's like, you're doing like over 100 likes a day, new likes. And it's like, yo, we ain't spend no no money behind the, the, the links or anything like that. This is all organic. So. You yeah, know, and that's, that's definitely tapped into something. Too. Yeah, people are definitely. I was telling somebody that I was interviewing you today, and they were like, "Oh yeah, he's got that video, African in New York." And I'm like, "Yeah, how do you know that?" And like, I know hip hop. I'm like, "Okay, that's dope. That's <laughs> dope." So yeah, okay. I'm, I definitely want to commend you and and want to thank you again for coming on to the show. Um, Anytime you want to come on or discuss anything that's going on in hip-hop or going on with what you're doing, I welcome you. Um, I'm going to get into some more of your music. Before I let you go, of course, I want to, um, to know, like, what are some of the things you have coming up and where can they, you know, find more information about you? Yes, uh, definitely uh, go to www.napoleondalegend.com. Uh, you can get music there, videos, uh, show show dates, tour dates, and everything. 
uh, on Facebook, Napoleon the Legend. It's Team NDL on Instagram and on Twitter. So, you know, holler at me, get at me. You can find anything you want, merch, music, exclusives. Uh, I will have projects coming up early next year. Uh, I'd rather keep that a secret. And y'all going to start knowing I'm, I'm really feverishly wrapping up some things and finishing up. I just... Um, I'm gonna. I, I I don't want to say any names yet. I'm gonna keep that a secret. But you'll be the first to know, and I'll be I'll be back on you know on this show talking about it as soon as I get something new. But definitely check out the Awakening album she's been talking about, uh, and uh, it's it's out there on iTunes, on Spotify. You can stream it, whatever. All right, all right, yeah, y'all. The Awakening is what I've been listening to. In fact, I'm gonna get into. Dancing in the Rain, which um, I really like that joint. It's really like rapid, and it's like you get into this chick that's like this out of control. And then the way you end it, too, is pretty dope, too. So it's Dancing in the Rain. It's on Awakening. Napoleon the Legend, y'all, a.k.a. Farrell Gamo. Check him out. You know where to find him. It's your girl Nadine Bodega Fresh. Yeah, we'll be back. Peace.
Mesmerized as my eyes measure your thighs I apply pressure, pleasure in your insides Estrogen vibes from a female view Seen things different when it came to me and you You seen future while I was seeing present Trying to look past all my flaws and a vision in a wedding Ski trips and sledding, outlets and reddings I let it in my little world in a second Minutes and hours quickly turn into years And your smile would eventually turn into tears Your face was a mirror and I saw me there Stalking at night, talking about you saw me there And blowing me up, mommy you saw me up Heartbroken, need a night nurse to throw me up Arguments, me mugging in front of the public Wish I had known you was lugging all of this luggage 2020 hindsight in the limelight Love is blind, right? Gotta get my mind right as the next one Steps into my lane, I glance on my hand Step with me in this rain, let's dance
ain't talking about mice and men. I'm talking about God again. I can flip it like vitamin. He will rebound a vitamin. Boy, I'm lethal with lidocaine. Up the wall, I've been spidering. That's to scare you with myron. Hard to wait on me higher than God. Not quite, but damn it, I'm on his right. Ain't nobody else here in sight. Let's be talking about planes and kites. Jehovah and Christ. Only one's iller than me. All right. I'm nice. And mean at the same time. God will have to rain down to change minds. I ain't lying. God's iller been the illest. I ain't lying. Dylan God crying, laughing at you, talking about you trying. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Check out this bizarre. I'm the new thriller and this here so off the wall. God. Zilla. Godzilla crushing y'all villains. Godzilla, only Godzilla. Godzilla crushing y'all villains. Gemma Love in the squad killer.
y'all. I'm on that homicide, suicide, drama like Islamabad. Under God, going overboard like the homicide. Ringing bells, it was 2012, back in 95. I made it out alive, now finally I've arrived. But still threw back to all my other blue black people that sticking to it like mice to a glue trap. My words speak for itself, so I don't interrupt. I am an expert, this is no beginner's luck. If you denying the truth, then I don't give a fuck. Otherwise, get your hands and your antennas up. As we go into our initial descent, I'm alive, but only 50%. I wasn't listening to that intuition, now I'm in the system again. And I'm praying, God, give me the strength. I'm drifting into a dark place, trying to keep this part of my heart safe. My soul basically been shark bait. My body been that fire blade on a higher plane. Going poltergeist is like the game. Ain't no referee. I can't call it right. Bring the rain. Praying to the Lord for it before tonight. Bring the pain. Fucking with that mess. I'm on that walk away. Coming to revelations, rap Jehovah knocking passes over while I pass the Dozier Lord, forgive him, but I keep cutting these records like a sword was with them, mixing it with the medicine, attempting to warn the children of what the future holds. Slaves are monatomic gold, seems the problem is atomic, but it's microscopic, so I'm courting hoes and pouring foes. It must be something more than this. Hopefully, I'm immortal when I never need a mortician. All my thoughts is black, quality on the track. My reflection is eternal, even if the mirror cracks. And I don't wear no watch, cause I ain't got no time Solar system, this is astronomy, not a rhyme We bringing the real back, y'all ain't had no spine So spin the real back, nigga press rewind Soak it all in, that is until you dry I'm throwing a piece and eating a piece of devil's pie We're in that fireplace, on a higher plate Going poltergeist is like the game Ain't no referee, I can't call it right Bring the race, praying to the Lord for it before Followers like Scientologists reading the Dianetics. This religion that I invented is really a way of life. These thoughts of freedom that I embedded is reaching you through the speakers. These poison animal leaders is weakening niggas with fever and sweeter than diabetics. Get dead at trying to set it, they'll tie you up like a fetish. They'll gas you up like a letter to let it off. Till you wet it in spaghetti sauce or lettuce chopped up with your body left in the crevice. Read the reverence performing exorcism. Exercising the right to fight for the dedicated, concentrated few that's left to listen. God is with them, like we started a mission, following God is wisdom. God is risen, like followers of Elijah, finding God in prison. We praying for that work, we need that occupation. Can I get a church from the congregation? It's just sick of the same conversation. <laughs> you say you make your rain, but that's just conversation. that fireplace on a higher plate. Going poltergeist is like the game. Ain't no referee. I can't call it right. Bring the rain. Praying to the Lord for it before the night. Bring the pain. Fucking with that mess. I'm on that walk away. The rain, no baby, baby. Make it or you don't make it. You gotta take it, take it, take it. 
more time. I want to give the drummer some of this funky soul we got here. You don't have to do no soloing, brother. Just keep what you got. Don't turn it loose. Because it's a mother. When I count to four, I want everybody to lay out and let the drummer go. And when I count to four, I want you to come back in.
Yeah, y'all. Your girl Nadine. Bodega Fresh. Had a little hard time coming back into the room. Ah, what you gonna do? Live Talk Radio is off. The personnel department is not in, so if I have any problems, I'm gonna have to deal with it on Monday. But yeah, y'all, I wanna send a salute and shout out to my guest tonight, Napoleon the Legend. He is on fire. That song I played, Dancing in the Rain, there's a video for that. You guys, check it out. It's on YouTube. There's also a video for Wise Men featuring Sean Price, the late, great, fabulous lyricist. Rest in peace, Sean Price. Salute to Duck Down. Well, you guys, it's day three of the new year. Day four tomorrow. Lots of people back to work. Lots of people have not stopped their grind. It is what it is, you know. Got a little funky drummer in the background to get y'all started. So, let's see. I will be back in two weeks, which is MLK weekend. I hope you guys are doing something that will manifest greatness and also move your people forward. That's on, let's see, 15th, 16th, 17th. January 17th, I will return with my next guest. Who will that be? Check out my page, Bodega Fresh Radio, on Facebook. You will know if you follow my page who my next guest will be. <laughs> so, you guys, I want to say peace out and thanks for listening today. Again, Napoleon the Legend, check out his music. The Awakening is his EP that's out. The bevy of artists on there. Y'all got to check it out. And he's got something new, like he told you, for 2016 coming out. So look out for that and support him wherever you go. Also, check out Rappacon.com. That's right, y'all. Rappacon.com. Check it out. We have an event coming up in Philadelphia in March. So you definitely want to take a look out for that. We'll be in Philly. We'll be doing DJ Con, which was crazy this past November underneath the march here, the Apollo Theater. So, yeah, you guys, shout out to Hip Hop Culture Center. Curtis Sherrod and the whole Replicon squad. We see you guys in Philly in 2016, March 2016. Yeah. So, I'm going to leave you guys with a little bit of that funky drum in the background and I'll be back on the 17th. Peace.